0: Spend all your time waiting For that second chance For a break that would
1: make it okay Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3 Oh, a sad Jeanette is coming. A sad, sad Jeanette
2: year. The farewell to Tom Brady. Part 2. By the way, Stone, does this make it worse for Bucks fans? That this is happening a second time around, and now it's for real? <laughs> I mean, I, I think they... Uh, does it drive the knife in a little bit more?
3: I guess so. Or also, it may just rip the Band-Aid off, right? It may just make it easier. Who knows?
2: Who is the Bucks starting quarterback going to be next <laughs> year? Dude, <laughs> Kyle Trask, baby! Blaine Gabbert! Oh, man. That is miserable. That sounds miserable. Well, hope you enjoyed Brady. And that leads us in perfectly. To the Dominican Queen, you haven't heard her much over the last couple of weeks because my FAU basketball travel schedule uh, causes problems with getting uh, Jeanette in from Orlando. But yes, she's still around. Yes, she is uh, still uh, biding her time before she comes back to West Palm Beach. But from her Dominican domicile in Orlando where she is staying with Mommy for another week or so. It is the Dominican queen, Jeanette Javier. Jeanette, how does this feel? How, how uh, do, do you feel sadness? Do you feel melancholy? Do you feel a sense of closure? Do you feel a sense of longing? Where is your head at right now?
0: All of the above. <laughs> and this music just helps resurface all these emotions, so thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Did, you uh, Did you cry? Did you cry when this happened yesterday?
0: I will neither confirm or deny that. Oh, my
2: God.
3: Let me, let me drive the knife in a little further here, Ken.
4: Good morning guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. Mm. It's but
0: can I also give a shout out to the people who were like, Yeah, this sucks for you, Jeanette, but you might get Jimmy G. <laughs> and I was like, That's great, but we know I'm a fan of Jimmy G for his non football content." Right, I was gonna say if if Jimmy as a football player
2: like if he becomes the quarterback of the Bucks, you're not gonna be able to focus on football. And it's going to be, I think, a real uncomfortable experience for you because you're going to be trying to focus on football, but then you're going to have other things going on during the course of that.
0: Which which could make, you know, the transition from going to Tom Brady to a Kyle Trask, a Blaine Gabbert, or Jimmy G much easier. You know, at least there's something pretty to look at to distract me from the pain of Tom Brady Jean- not wearing number 12. Jeanette, I, have
3: a, I have a proposition for you. How would you feel? Oh, God, here we go. If the front office, if Todd Bowles, if they called the phone number of one. Jam- I know
0: exactly who you're going to say.
3: Of one, Jameis Winston, and said, hey, come on back, buddy. Come on back, buddy. Let Andy Dalton have all that fun in New come Orleans. On, we want you back here, J Boo.
0: I honestly thought you were going to say Aaron Rodgers.
3: No, Aaron Rodgers would never do that. Okay.
0: um, Sure, I guess. Just, whatever, let's get this new season started
2: with.
3: Oh, God, Ken, that's where Bucks fans are at.
0: Let's get
2: it over with. I mean, Jeanette is, there is no football life left in her. (laughs) At the very least, if Jimmy G is there, she can have, like, a transcendent football-slash-like sexual experience uh, for 17 (laughs) weeks. I don't know how good they're going to be, but at least it'll be the most, one of the more uh, sneaky, fulfilling football seasons of, uh, of Jeanette's lifetime. Now, I, I feel like, though, you're not caught off guard by this, right, Jeanette? Like, you you saw the 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 video yesterday, and you weren't overly surprised, but it was a, just a chance for your emotions to settle in, no?
0: No, and in fact, it kind of, I, I don't want to speak for all Buccaneers fans, but at least for most of like my group and I, we were like, we prefer this. Because after the Super Bowl win and everything, and him coming off of that high even after that, lost to the rams in the divisional round it was like he still has some juice in him there's something to it like we can run this back and after last season it's like no we can't and the injuries, like we just honestly have to start from scratch i guess so it makes us it it fits perfectly into the narrative of what it means to be a buccaneers fan right now and then
2: from a petty standpoint at least he can't be anybody else's right like that's got to make you feel good
0: Oh, for sure, and now Robert Kraft is like, "Oh, come to be a patriot for one day so you can retire as a patriot. I'm like, no, bro, he left you <laughs> on purpose. He didn't like you after a while. He is a buccaneer, period, point blank. He's retiring in the black, red, white, and pewter. I,
3: mean, I don't Stop. think it was ever Robert Kraft, right? It, it, it came that it was Bill Belichick. Him and Robert Kraft, I feel like, have a really good relationship.
0: It's whatever. I don't want it. I don't want that to happen. That would, that would piss me off. That would piss me off more than anything Well, if I, he retires for one day. Like, get out of here.
2: Like, I do think it's going to come to that, but what I would propose here, if I were running the Buccaneers, and I'm not, but if I were, if I were the Glazier family, I mean, he's the greatest quarterback in Buccaneers history. He was only there for three years, and your only other standard-bearer is Brad Johnson. Right, like that's the only other person that you could put in the Brady discussion, which is kind of sad to be honest. You've got to retire his it's number. Pathetic. What about big Trent, big Trent, do for <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> big, big TD. it, uh, yeah. I I, I Stone check who uh, check whose numbers are retired um, uh, for the Bucks. I mean, obviously you've got SAP and you've got all those defensive oh, guys. Pretty
0: much the 0-3... defense. Yeah. Yeah, that they they're all hung up. Uh, uh, we had one name. I'm not going to say his name. Who was taken off of the Ring of Honor there? Raymond James.
2: Oh, uh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. dastardly. Um, um, but I feel like Brady's got to be there, right? Like you, you you've uh, you've 100%. been alive for a long time. You follow the Bucks for a long time. Tom Brady, he has to have his number retired.
0: Absolutely, there's no question about it. You reinvigorated that whole organization. Yeah. that whole fan base. You brought a Super Bowl. You put us back into the conversation. Like people gave a crap about it for a couple minutes you know like it was cool to be a Buccaneers fan again we haven't had that in years and to be the first yeah absolutely huge fan of retiring that
2: and you, were and the you first. might as
0: well throw Gronk in there right next
2: to each other. That'd be you. <laughs> Put him next to They're a package deal. They came as a package deal, so they get their number retired together. And again, he made history with the Bucks. He was the first. Uh, he helped them become the first team to win at home in a Super Bowl. So I think all signs point to retiring the number. So you have an interesting perspective on this, though, Jeanette. And uh, again, Ken Levick live here on ESPN 106.3. Sooner rather than later, Jeanette's going to be back in her regular Wednesday-Thursday spot here on Ken Levick Live uh, Logistics and where we are in the country have prevented this from happening for the better part of uh, three weeks now. But the Dominican Queen is still, still going strong up with Mommy. How is Mommy, by the way?
0: She's doing great. She's a little upset because I haven't been able to do chores because I think the only time I do chores is when I'm on the radio with you guys. She has stuff lined up. She wants me to paint something, but I'm not painting it. So uh, that's just she's a little upset. But are you?
2: Do you know how to paint things? Like, is this the house? A wall? What are you painting?
0: Uh, It's this, like, so, mommy in the backyard. I'll, I'll send pictures. She has like this whole like. Majestic light up solar panel thing vibe going on, mm-hmm. and she likes to hang things up in trees. And there's something that she wants to hang up in trees that has like love with hearts. It's super cheesy. It's not me, but she wants it painted. So I, my, I'm not good at painting things. Uh, my <laughs> method is just to throw like a big towel on the floor and let me run wild. Like I'm gonna put this thing that I have to paint on top of the towel. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, at least on the towel, not on the floor. But the towels are for preventative measure, so we we'll how
2: that goes. Mommy is so satisfyingly Hispanic, it's not even funny. Like, it is just absolutely <laughs> glorious. Um, But but we've been talking about the the greatest Tom Brady moment. Because it, it, some people, I mean, it's still a hate relationship with him, right? Like, we've had several callers who have called in and said, I loved when the Dolphins beat him or uh, when he uh, admitted that the tuck rule, he got the benefit of the doubt against the Raiders. Like, I love wallowing in his failure. Um, But for me – someone who always took a shot at Brady, I've got to be honest, Jeanette, my most memorable Brady moment is when he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks because it answered the question, is it Brady or Belichick uh, that was most responsible for the success of the Patriots? And I think that Brady absolutely took the lead in that discussion because what have the Pats been since he left? And he brought the Bucks back to relevance and won a Super Bowl, and so I have a positive uh, most memorable Brady moment. What about you? Because you went from, I can't stand the guy, to, this is my dude, to revering the man. So what's your most memorable Brady moment?
0: When he decided to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer.
2: So that, that decision, I that up, single day. That,
0: that, that decision because I knew that my football team was back on the map. Hmm. I knew waking up that my, the colors that I wear, that I rep, are proudly represented again. I was like, yeah, this changes the course of my football fandom forever. I had no idea the crazy roller coaster. I'm going to be very dramatic about it. The crazy emotional roller coaster that was going to be. So he announces it, and then Gronk comes back, and then the Buccaneers are like back on the map, and he brings more friends. And he's like, Mike Evans is incredibly popular. Like, we've been watching that guy forever. Thank you, Tom Brady, for making him cool again. Right. You know, it was that. And then the Super Bowl run. Um, that was a blast. I drove to Tampa every playoff game to watch the game in Tampa. Um, it was during COVID. So of course the access to tickets for Raymond James was quite, it wasn't there. Right. right. But I was watching it outside of, uh, I was watching it at a Duffy's right outside of Raymond James. And one of my coolest memories ever of watching football was the flyover. So a bunch of us at the bar were like, "Oh my gosh, it's almost a flyover time. Let's go. Walk, let's watch it outside, and then run back inside the bar and watch it on TV." And that's exactly what we did. I so can't just- think.
2: I mean, I cannot think of a more Tampa moment than sitting at a sports <laughs> bar outside of the Super Bowl and all flocking to the patio to see the military jet fly over for, and then going right back to your chicken wings. That's the most Florida thing yeah, of Yeah, hundred
0: percent. And we were like, cheers, that is so cool, bleep, bleep, bleep. No other team has had this experience before. Go Buccaneers, da-da-da-da-da. And then they all go on to win, and um, we can talk about my story about how I got lost and broke my phone and drove back home. But well, I, uh, I feel like that's every other weekend for
2: you. That's like every other weekend. <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah. Like, you could tell but seven of those has, stories. Like,
0: yeah, this one has some reasoning and like, some logic behind it. Like, <laughs> like, I can tell this story and be like, oh, that's valid. That's fair. It could have been
2: worse. Well, I want to take a little bit of credit for us saving you from yourself last year Mm. because you were all set to go to the (laughs) NFC Championship game and buy tickets to L.A. Uh, Well, it wouldn't have been L.A. It would have been uh, Stone. It would have been, what, San Francisco, right? Yeah, at the time. Yeah, um, because you were all set to buy tickets um, to the NFC Championship game, and uh, we told you, no, 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 like, don't do that. And you were thinking, Super Bowl, we're like, don't do that. Buy tickets Mm -hmm. to the divisional round because Mm -hmm. maybe the Rams are going to do this, just maybe, and we saved you a lot of money and a lot of hassle, and you got a memorable experience, which to me should have been the end for Brady, that near-miracle Herculean Brady comeback against the Rams.
0: Yeah, and that was, I guess, one sad moment. I guess of him coming out of retirement that moment. I had the honor of saying, I went to Tom Brady's last game. And then he came back, and I was like, well, through it, not as bad Who lost? Not as bad as a guy who lost $500,000 after selling the football that Mike Evans gave back to the stadium. <laughs> but uh, it was that moment, too, like watching that, being part of it, seeing Tom Brady in a playoff game, and a divisional championship game, um, in the red and the pewter, like it was awesome. Like the Tom Brady era as a Buccaneers fan is so like, memorable. And I I I like to anybody who's, who's negative... Like, shut up. If Tom Brady were on your team, you would be gloating and just as upset about it, okay? I don't want to
3: hear it. Jeanette, there's a certain tight end for the Buccaneers that uh, I know you're a huge fan of, but do you know who caught Tom Brady's official final touchdown pass? Was
0: it Brate?
3: It was Cameron Brate, your boy, catching Tom Brady's very, very last touchdown pass. It's just ridiculous to go from Mike Evans and then that whole run when he retires— now Cameron Brate's actually the one who gets to say, "Hey, eh, all right, I sent him out on top. Thanks, GOAT.
0: That, no, it's awesome. And it, it's like, that oh, that playoff game. Like I saw that in Tampa. And it was just like the, the joy of having Ryan Jensen back and then watching that disaster versus the Cowboys, it broke my heart. Yeah, that the, was not okay. For the
3: me. worst part about Cameron Brate catching the final touchdown pass is the score was 6-31. to 31, But, hey, we don't that have to bring that so. up. I
0: appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I thank you. Uh, that I was that would be that.
2: in case you're scoring at home. By the way, 31 to six. Uh, Stone Lebanowitz outstanding sports talk voice, saying the score backwards, but uh, we'll let that fly. <laughs> 31 to six. Um, so, <laughs> so I guess I guess before we we let you go because we have Ask Steve's coming up, Jeanette, But I want to ask you, how has uh, the dating scene been up uh, in Orlando? Because I know you went up into the snow of uh, Vermont, right, uh, last week.
0: In New Hampshire, that was a snow experience. Like uh, this is the first time in snow for three days. Built my oh, first snowman. Awesome. It felt great.
2: That's amazing. It feels good to make a snowman, right? Like it's like your own little pal.
0: Yeah, but then you realize you're into snow and you're freezing. And right, and it sucks. Yeah,
2: snow is yeah. The, is the absolute worst. But ha- have you have you been able to make any impact on the Orlando dating scene?
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so remember that one guy that we made fun of.
2: Oh, that weirdo, that nerd, parks fan. Yeah.
0: So a uh, very long story short, I wanted to talk about it. That one of my friends, she recognized that like. She was one of the videos – she was one of the people who sent me the video of Tom Brady retiring, and she literally said, hey, this sucks. Do you want to go to SeaWorld to kind of not think about it? And I was like, bet. Let's go to SeaWorld. And um, theme park dude um, met uh, up with me at SeaWorld for a true Orlando oh, day. wow. D-
2: he didn't, did he didn't, he didn't <laughs> show up with Orlando a rope day. and a gag?
0: No, he did not. He was actually pretty <laughs> sweet, and uh, he had a 40% discount off merchandise, so I definitely used that to my advantage.
2: Oh my God, Jeanette. So Jesus. you took advantage of this of this roller coaster nerd to get discounted uh, uh, merchandise.
0: Hey, you know, living it up here. Today. I'm just want to, I just want to be my favorite, like the best Orlando spoiled brat ever.
2: You and in my are, time here, you are so Florida. You're like a weird Florida native, but also savvy Florida, uh, like amusement park. Um, connoisseur, it's really bizarre. You've got a mix of native and tourist in you. It's really, really weird. And now you're taking advantage of vulnerable roller coaster nerds in order to get his forty percent discount. And you know what? I'm so damn proud of you. I am so damn proud of you. <laughs> it's the only thing I'd expect from you. Uh, when are you coming back? By the way, when do we see you in the flesh?
0: Uh, next week, Wednesday.
2: Awesome. Aye. Awesome. Next we week. will. We will reunite. It's going to be loud. Person.
0: It's going to be obnoxious.
2: You know we What are should your favorite, have?
0: by the way, superheroes, <sighs> just so I know?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I guess The Incredible Hulk? For
3: me, it was Hancock. Okay. That's Will Smith, right? <laughs> okay. Will Will Smith's Hancock is that's one of my favorite the superhero j- movies. The jerk superhero,
2: right? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, okay, that's not real. I'll pick one for you. What? Okay. Yeah.
2: She's talking about something she can get you, Stone. There's no Hancock thing she's going to be able to get you. For me, he's
0: so oblivious. I'm I'm glad that you haven't changed, Uh, Stone. Who, by the way, was in Orlando and didn't reach out to me, but it's
2: fine. Oh, he was doing seven-on-seven work. Good job, Stone. Way to be a good friend and teammate. We Uh, spoke. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I guess the Incredible Hulk. No, 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 no. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Okay,
0: I'll figure out, Stone. Don't worry.
2: But I'm, you know I'm not a big superhero person, but Vivi's a big Spider-Man person, so mm. I don't know. I, I have no idea how I should attack that. Um, but we'll, Leave it we'll,
0: up to me. Leave it up to the professional nerd in Orlando. I got
2: you. Okay, I appreciate it. And then you'll be back next week. And I smell a pizza party Wednesday. How about that?
0: Ooh. Make it healthy. No. Uh, I've been on a health kick.
2: No. Okay. We can do uh, like a sushi, but no, that's expensive. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll figure out our, 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 our party. But uh, good to talk to you. I'm glad you're holding up okay over Brady. We miss you dearly. The uh, the fans miss you dearly. And looking forward to having you back in Studio Wednesday.
0: I miss you guys both. All See right.
2: Uh, tell uh, tell Mommy we said hi, please.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom Brady's a goat. Never forget.
2: <laughs> never. Hashtag never forget. Thank you. Uh, thank you. That is Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen in the Dominican domicile, on her uh, her sabbatical. From Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 1063. Uh, Stone, should I tell people about Dr. Neil Goldhaber? I think that'd be the smartest thing to do. I think I'm going to do that. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, speaking of smart, if you have nose issues, throat issues, ear issues, uh, chances are they linger. Chances are they stick around. Chances are you have trouble getting rid of them, or if they do go away, then they pop up a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later. That's the problem with ear, nose, and throat. It's why it's its own specialty, ENT, because it is a very difficult portion of the body to treat, because everything, it's cyclical. It's a cycle, and it feeds off of one another in some bacteria, viruses. Um, they can hide in the structure of your ears, your nose, and your throat, and it never truly goes away unless you Find a way to 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 funnel those things out. And that's where Dr. Neil Goldhaber comes in. Snoring. Snoring is a major ENT problem that you wouldn't think of. But no, snoring is unhealthy. Snoring's just as bad as a sinus infection, an ear infection, a throat infection. Snoring can affect your quality of sleep, which therein affects your uh, physical life, which therein affects your mental life. Uh, it affects people around you. Dr. Neil Goldhaber has spent decades treating snoring, treating ear issues, nose issues, throat issues, because you don't have to live with these things. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Get your consultation, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, he is the best in the game. He's based out of Boynton Beach, and I'm telling you, I, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Stop living uncomfortable. Stop living um, in pain. Stop living in discomfort because you don't have to. I'm just getting old. That's how it is. No. As you get older, don't you want to be as comfortable as possible? You earn that. You deserve that. And Dr. Goldhaber wants to give that to you. Dr. Neil goldhaber goldhabersinus.com get that consultation he will help you out so many success stories great friend of ours here at espn west palm and dr goldhaber is going to get you taken care of that's dr neil goldhaber ent dr neil goldhaber goldhabersinus.com goldhabersinus.com that's dr neil goldhaber when we come back Ask Steve's the smartest man we know, Steve Polatino, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. We pepper him with questions and talk Brady with them. He is the boss. He is the king. He is the brains. He is Steve and when we return. He's Stone the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBeca Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm a big fan of Petty. Stone knows that.
2: I'm all in on it, but this is weird. This is weird, and I'm not quite sure what the Giants are doing. Like, it goes from Kayvon Thibodeau making fun of the 49ers after their NFC Championship game loss. And Niners like Joe Staley going at him like nice four sacks on the season, bro. To now Julian Love, Giants safety, is getting in the mix. It's really unbecoming. Can't the Giants be the team that was the most talentless in the NFL to make the playoffs this year? Stone, would you agree with me that the, the most talentless team to make the playoffs this year was the Giants? Of
3: course I agree with you, Ken, but I tell you all the time. NFL players are
2: delusional. These dudes with the Giants, though, are acting like they're God's gift to football. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with this, and when the Giants are going to go after Nick Sirianni, and I agree he's annoying and his mannerisms are kind of annoying, but just undercutting him, it's weird. We'll play it in a second, because Julian Love was on uh, Good Morning Football this morning. First, though, let me tell you about Brightline. It is the big yellow train. It is the train that allows you to be stress-free and travel throughout South Florida unencumbered, stations in West Palm, Boca Raton just opened, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Aventura. It's Brightline. How do you ride Brightline? Well, you gotta go brightline.com, get your passes, or use the free Brightline app. I think that Brightline app is super easy to use. And if I were you, just from a pure comfort, from a, a pure enjoyment standpoint, I would get the premium seating. You get the Wi-Fi. In the stations, you get the complimentary snacks and drinks. Same thing on the train. First class seating, like you're on a plane, but you're on a train instead. You look to your right, you see the gridiron grid gridlock traffic, I should say. People stuck on ninety-five, stuck on the side streets, US one, whether it be Atlantic Avenue or Glades Road you're just flying past that cuz you decided to use brightline. That's the smart decision. If you've never used Brightline, what are you waiting for? If you've never made an afternoon of it with the kids, what are you thinking? Come on guys, Brightline. Go brightline.com, the free Brightline app. Get to the Heat games. Get to Marlins games. Get to Inter Miami. Get to the museums. Get to FAU games with Brightline. Go brightline.com, the free Brightline app. That's Brightline.
3: Ken and Christina just got off the Brightline, came down to, from Fort Lauderdale to the NHL All-Star game, and they just hopped off. They just walked back into the studio.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, it wasn't the All-Star game. They went to like the, the festivities. Yeah, the Fan Fest they have there. Are you going to any of the All-Star game stuff? Come on, baby, of course. Okay. Like, the skills competition super fun. Are you going to the actual game? <laughs> I haven't decided yet, but I want to
3: go to all, all the rest of the, the kind of Pro Bowl-style stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, the NHL All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game, By without far. question. Uh, like the tournament-style three-on-three, that rules. That's good stuff right there. And it's at FLA Live Arena, home of the Panthers, on Sunday. So go check out all of the NHL All-Star Game festivities in Fort Lauderdale and take – bright line. Uh, Julian Love, Giants safety, had some thoughts on Nick Sirianni. Uh, it was a compliment of the Eagles but a backhanded compliment when it comes to Sirianni and he did this on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Here's Giants safety
5: Julian Love. You know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, like, what's your reaction as a player, and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's, he's in it for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team, and you can succeed. <laughs>
2: I mean, Julian Love just crapping all over Nick Sirianni. doesn't like his antics and says that. What is he doing
3: there? I got a good question. Who's Julian Love?
2: Honestly, that's a great question. Who can, the hell is Julian Love? can it be enough for the Giants that they were the most talent-bereft team that was in the playoffs this year? And leave it at that. And now you got to take shots. Julian Love is doing this just a couple of days after Kayvon Thibodeau embarrassed himself, embarrassed himself, making fun of the 49ers. Like, Kayvon, come on, dude. You got steamrolled by the Eagles. You can't crap on Sirianni. And let's be honest, if we're going to give Brian Dayball credit for, I think, maximizing Daniel Jones, who let's be honest, he's not the most explosive when he is maximized, but he at least put him in the discussion for a contract, then you've got to give Sirianni credit for unlocking an unbelievably potent Jalen Hurts.
3: Yeah, Ken, Brandon Graham responded to Julian Love. And I also have that audio, and I thought Brandon Graham did a great job.
2: Uh, here's Brandon Graham.
6: Uh, You know what, man? You know, people always got something to say when they at home. So they got some stuff to think about, so I ain't really going to touch too much on it. I just know that Coach Sirianni, is, uh, it don't matter what he did last year with a team that, you know, nobody thought was going to do much. You know, he ended up getting us to the playoffs. And then for his second year, it's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to bring players in to get uh, to do exactly what you need them to do.
2: Like, it, it's that simple. And what's weird about this for the Giants is that we all got on the Bengals for other trash-talking before the game against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs obviously responded in a very vociferous manner after the fact, really stuck it to them. At least the Bengals were going to that game and were trash-talking beforehand. The Giants are doing this all while booking their travel to Cancun. like that After getting thrashed by that football team. It's not like... It was the Bengals who hadn't lost with Joe Burrow at the helm against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Giants are doing this, and it's all sour grape stuff. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Should we break or should we take Steve? You tell me, Stone. You're in charge. Let's
3: take a quick little break here, and then we'll bring on the man, the brains of the operation, Steve Pollitziner.
2: All right. He is this show's cerebral cortex. He is Steve Pollitziner. He is the sports guru. He is the business guru. He is the family guru. And he joins us every week, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, Steve Pollitziner, when we come back for Ask Steve's. He's Stone, the band. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
1: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
2: Stone, real quick, before we get to Steve, overall, how was National Signing Day yesterday? How would you uh, how would you expedite the, uh, the storyline for me?
3: Ooh, okay. That's a tough one. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. So we didn't have as many kids going to big schools, whether they're Group of Five, Power Five, but... A lot of local kids staying local, attending Kaiser, whether it's St. Thomas, another NAI school down south in Miami. But overall, it was good. The number of signees was very, very high. So overall, I give it a seven out of ten.
2: Uh, when you ask these kids about Tom Brady, uh, what do they say? Do they think he's the greatest quarterback, or are they <sighs> going a younger generation like Lamar, Mahomes? Listen, I did not talent. expect any of these kids to not
3: know tom brady we even got a bunch of no's as far as you know what was your most prominent memory when did you realize that tom brady was the goat did he teach you anything right we threw a plethora of questions at them a lot of them said no and i was in all right maybe we stop asking because a lot of these kids were born in 2004 and 2005 so we overall kind of just stopped asking because they didn't even have any recollection. They just thought it was another quarterback in the mix.
2: That is about what I expected. <laughs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. He is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He knows all from sports to business to family life. And we bring him on to make us smarter every week. Time now for Ask Steve's with Steve Politziner.
1: Steve Paulitziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maiden, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com.
5: You've got mail.
2: A little peek behind the curtain here. Steve Pollinsiner with us I'm Ketlamic Alive. Let me guess, that was Steve Stone. It's a good guess. It's a great guess. Yep. All right, well, we'll try and get Steve back. We're (laughs) off to a rip-roaring start here. Um, But during during the, the discussion Stone and I were having about National Signing Day yesterday, and by the way, any of the interviews any of the nice. chats any of the insight that, that was here uh, at non-stop national signing day coverage on ESPN 1063 get it on the high school hysteria podcast wherever you get your podcast uh, Steve texted Stone and I I hear weird hold music life softcore porn what the f is this Steve that was Santana that was not Johan Santana but Carlos Santana. Where is your music I appreciation?
7: I, I, I don't know that I can be associated with this kind of program. <laughs> I don't know what that was. And I felt very uncomfortable. Where is this your, is a family show.
2: What is your, your music comfort? Like where, if Steve's gonna sit down and he's gonna jam a little bit in his car or in the comfort of his own home, a little alone time in the office, what music is Steve Polizino listening to?
7: Yeah, I just like to jam to like sports radio. You know, just like jam it out. Ken (laughs) LaVica takes. Oh, man. Music beds. Music beds that open the segments that have to be less than 30 seconds to make sure we stay compliant to our BMI and ASCAP contractual details. You know, real sexy stuff.
2: Man, man. no respect for a legend. Let me ask you this, then, because now I'm fascinated with your your music desires. What's the last concert you've been to?
7: Billy Joel.
2: Ah, okay. Was that the one recently?
7: I have been at Billy Joel a lot. It's like a
2: oh,
6: it's like a, a go-to
7: in our in our company.
6: Oh. Uh, we have
7: uh, we happen to have a lot of, uh, of of access to venues where Billy Joel plays often. Oh, so They're probably mostly uh, you know in an, in an entertainment in an entertaining hosting capacity.
2: Well, hopefully, uh, someone that uh, we know gave him a ride uh, to those gigs. Uh, Ken Lavica live here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> and that was quite a flex too. Like last week, Billy Joel was in South Florida, and some people fulfilled a lifetime wish to see him. And Steve's like, "Oh, I've seen him a bunch of times." Like, "Oh, all right, Steve, hey, geez." Man. Oh,
7: and I love it, man. I, I'm not. I'm not minimizing it. I think Billy still brings it. I think people look to hate on older on, on like the older stars. Like, eh, he lost his fastball. Like. First off, I don't think he has. But no. second, I mean, how could I mean? When you still play as often as he does, and you're seventy plus years old, I mean, would you be as good as your jo- at your job? Hell no. When Steve, you're, would you be good as sharp at calling games? Steve, no, you're, you're saying that something your
3: But Carlos Santana is probably still shredding. He's probably still getting on the stage and giving people the business too. And you just discounted him to soft core no, porn category. No, because that's category. not
7: what I was listening to on hold. First, that is not what I was listening to on hold. I know Santana. <laughs> Play play what you think I was listening to on hold.
2: That right there. You'll
7: hear it. No, yeah, that's not what I was listening Uh, to. Ah, okay.
2: Oh,
3: thank God. No. Well, then I guess we. I was
7: listening to some. Not only was I listening to some weird thing, Denstone picked the phone up and started dialing my number in his ear because (laughs) he didn't realize that I was still on hold.
2: Oh, then that's weird. That is weird. Okay, well. Then. That seems like a, uh, an ESPN West Palm issue. Sorry for questioning your musical taste. Steve Politziner asked <laughs> Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. You mentioned, though, this is a good segue, Billy Joel, he's still got it. He's still got his fastball, and he's getting up there in years. Tom Brady has decided, I don't have it anymore. I don't have my fastball anymore. He walks away. We didn't get to dive as deep as we wanted to yesterday because of National Signing Day here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, let's listen. Let's listen to the Tom Brady retirement announcement again on social media. Um, And then I want to ask you, you as a Giants fan, you as someone who slayed the Brady beast not once but twice, what your most memorable Brady moment is. But first, here's Tom Brady and his retirement
4: Uh, Really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you For supporting me my family My friends my teammates My competitors Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing Love
2: you all Short, sweet, to the point. I wonder if that love you all extends to Antonio Brown. That can be discussed at a different time. Uh, but but you, Steve, uh, Tom Brady, his career, because so many people have different views of him. He's the GOAT. Um, I loved beating him. I loved when he failed. I loved when he succeeded. Two different teams. He turned his back on us, if you're a Pats fan. You, what's your most memorable Brady moment, good or bad?
7: Well, you mentioned yet yeah, Giants fan. Those are two all-time great Giants moments. Beating Brady, particularly when they were you know had the undefeated season up to that point, but I still think it's his first Super Bowl because of the that whole emotion, the jubilation he showed. That oh my God, as he's covering his head, like his hands are on his head. He's so young. It was so. um, It was such a evolving story. You know, at that time, uh, it was the purity. You know, of it all. The story of you know the late round pick and. It was starting for blood so all that stuff to me will be will be the um, you know what, what I'll what what just it, what comes to my mind first when I think about it all. the retirement was just so stunning. Uh, really it was I thought he was going to play. I thought there's no way he's not gonna play. he looks healthy. I'm sure he's not thrilled about the way this last season went. I thought the Raiders, I think we didn't even talked about it. Seemed like the right fit, if not other options. That part was that part was the part that caught me, you know, off guard.
2: Um. So I suppose then, because I actually wasn't surprised. I thought he would play again, but I wasn't surprised. I, I thought that this year took a whole lot out of him. What I was surprised about is he opted against a traditional press conference. Believe it or not, Steve. I was critical of him for doing this on social media instead of at a press conference with the camera shutters and with the podium and the tears. To me, that's a good retirement farewell. That's a good retirement press conference. Enough of this. Enough of this social media stuff. I hate social media. I hate that it's ruined retirement press conferences. That drove me crazy. You hate
7: social media. You're on social media. Only because I have to be. Only because I have Uh, to be. Okay, so you have to participate. Okay, I can go with that. I'm not yeah. the biggest social media fan either, it's the business. but I participate. It's the business. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I, I mean, okay. I feel like you, you're kind of
2: old school from that standpoint. Give me tears. Give me, I promise I wouldn't do this. He gave and you then-
7: tears. He, there were actually tears, which says to me that I think this timing was a little forced with whatever the Giselle book's coming out or before the Super Bowl, so he's not asked about it constantly. I think this timing felt a little forced. I think I think a lot of times... When the player cries, it's like they still have unfinished business, particularly the fact that he's had so much time to think about this and do this twice. That's the only part that felt weird. That felt weird, you know, to me. The timing felt slightly rushed I, um, for someone that's had so much time to think about this and had so much time to do a do-over, given the way they did it last year, and has controlled their image so well their whole career.
3: I agree so- with you. Steve, that it felt a little forced, because I'm sure any time he turned on his television or, or turned on his radio, if he even does that, it was, where's Tom Brady going to go next? And you talked about Giselle's book. It was just like, okay, I got to shut everybody up. I have to rip this Band-Aid off now.
2: Now that you say that it was a little forced, I, I have to agree with you there. Uh, after 20-something years, I doubt he felt. But that whole thing last year where he blamed the media for forcing him into retirement was nonsense. Like, what, a, what an <laughs> outright lie that was.
7: Well, don't you think that something about the Super Bowl timing—is he going to be on the Fox broadcast? Is he going to be there? Yeah. Remember, he'll—he's part of that Westwood One also with the mm. radio show, and you know, there, there will be—it'll be interesting if he's still doing media. You know, does has to do some kind of media there? I don't care that he didn't do a formal divorce or a formal um, press conference. You don't think he's going to answer questions about it at some point?
2: I don't know. I, I just, I want tears, man. Like, I know he gave me forced tears while sitting on Panama City Beach. That could be about anything. Like, I've been there. I've been in dark moments <laughs> of my life sitting on Panama City Beach, and it was completely unrelated to sports. It's because I get wallets stolen and stuff. Like, maybe it's about that. I don't know. Uh, but, but I just, I need something a little more traditional. Now, what I'd like to do is, because uh, it's been a while, questions from fans. And this is uh, Jolene in Loxahatchee. Uh, hi, Steve. I'm trying to put together my Netflix queue uh, because. Because of their changing policy next month, might be difficult for me to watch things on a plane. What now? Should I be watching on Netflix? Thanks, Jolene.
7: Oh, wait. You mean? Oh, why is it gonna be hard? Because the password sharing. Yeah,
2: you know the pass. You because you've got to sign into your your home account every thirty one days. Oh, so days. she's got
7: to download everything. Yeah, what, what, she's not going to have Netflix anymore. I, I think she s- has to.
2: Yeah, sounds like she might be I mean, boycotting. I, I,
7: I, I- I've been a pay- boycotting. It's called, like, time to pay the piper. I've been doing the same thing for a long time. Uh-huh. What, am I not going to have Netflix now? I've been using my parents. I don't even think they know. Exactly. The it's just
2: one years. per household now is the new policy. Oh, yeah. Steve is going – Steve's on the side of big streamer. Interesting.
7: I'm on the side of content. I'm on the side of, like, what do you mean? Like, why sh- – they they paid for it. Like, they paid for the content. So you should pay them for it. Oh, man. If you don't want the content – don't, don't get it. Go get something else. You have lots of choices.
2: Steven, a, but I'm a not question about life. what to watch Ooh, is... Ooh, they're
7: actually going to charge me now? Oh. What do you mean, Ken? What is that? You're going to walk into a store and say because it's easy to steal something, it's wrong that you should pay for it?
2: Well, for me, I travel a lot, and I don't want to have to like get a temporary password and do all these things for something I'm paying for and it's annoying, but um, I, I, I see people's frustration. I didn't think you were going to pull this into you know, your pro-Netflix bias. I can't believe you right now.
7: I'm not even a pro. I didn't know we had to have a side. <laughs> I didn't oh. know there was a partisan stance on Netflix. Come on, Steve. It's 2023. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wake up. It, truth be told, I'm not even watching a Netflix show right now. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Yellowstone.
6: Oh, so oh okay. So that
7: is what's that uh, Paramount? I don't even I know th- who that's on. I think I just so. say into my receiver. I just say into my receiver Yellowstone. Actually, sometimes to, to like annoy my wife, I say Yellowstone's just to see what else comes <laughs> up, and it's a complete different selection
2: of programs. <laughs> uh, so there you go, Jolene. Uh, forget your Netflix, but S- Steve says hey, Yellowstone. That'll work. Uh, Steve, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. That is Steve Politziner. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
0: Your time for that second for a break that would make it okay so we'll
1: Now, back to Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN 106.3 Oh, a sad Jeanette is coming.
2: A sad, sad Jeanette Javier. The farewell to Tom Brady. Part two. By the way, Stone, does this make it worse for Bucks fans that this is happening a second time around, and now it's for real? (laughs) I mean, I think
3: they... uh, Does it
2: drive the knife in a little bit more? I
3: guess so. Or also, it may just rip the Band-Aid off,
2: right? It may just make it easier. Who knows? Who is the Bucks starting quarterback going to be next (laughs) year? Kyle Trask, baby! Blaine Gabbert! Oh, man. That is miserable. That sounds miserable. Well, hope you enjoyed Brady. And that leads us in Perfectly to the dominican queen you haven't heard her much over the last couple of weeks because my fau basketball travel schedule uh causes problems with getting uh, Jeanette in from orlando but yes she's still around yes she is uh still uh biding her time before she comes back to west palm beach but from her dominican domicile in orlando where she is staying with mommy for another week or so it is the Dominican Queen, Jeanette Javier. Jeanette, how does this feel? How, how, uh, do, do you feel sadness? Do you feel melancholy? Do you feel a sense of closure? Do you feel a sense of longing? Where is your head at right now?
0: All of the above. And <laughs> this music just helps resurface all these emotions, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Did, you uh... Did you cry?
2: Did you cry when this happened yesterday?
0: I will neither confirm or deny
4: that. Oh, my God.
3: Let me let me drive the knife in a little further here, Ken.
4: Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. For good.
5: Mm. It's- but
0: can I also give a shout out to the people who were like, yeah, this sucks for you, Jeanette, but you might get Jimmy G. <laughs> and I was like, that's great, but we know I'm a fan of Jimmy G for his non-football contract. Right, I was going to say, like, if
2: if Jimmy a like if he becomes the quarterback of the Bucks, you're not going to be able to focus on football. And it's going to be, I think, a real uncomfortable experience for you because you're going to be trying to focus on football, but then you're going to have other things going on during the course of that. Which,
0: which could make, you know, the transition from going to Tom Brady to... But Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert or Jimmy G much easier, you know, at least there's something pretty to look at to distract me from the pain of Tom Brady not wearing number twelve. Jeanette, I, have a,
3: I have a proposition for you. How would you feel? Oh God, here we go. If the front office, if Todd Bowles, if they called the phone number of one James I know
0: exactly who you're gonna say.
3: Of one Jameis Winston and said, Hey, come on back, buddy. Come on back, buddy. Let Andy Dalton have all that fun in New come Orleans. On, we want you back here, J
0: I honestly thought you were gonna say Aaron Rodgers.
3: No. Aaron Rodgers would never do that. Okay.
0: Um, sure, I guess. Just whatever. Let's get this new season started oh. with.
3: Oh God, Ken, that's over. where Bucks fans Let's are at. Get
0: it over with. I mean
2: Jeanette is there is no football life left in her. <laughs> At the very least, if Jimmy G is there, she can have like a transcendent football slash like sexual experience uh, for seventeen <laughs> weeks. I don't know how good they're going to be, but at least it'll be the most one of the more uh, sneaky fulfilling football seasons of uh, of Jeanette's lifetime. Now, I, I feel like though you're not caught off guard by this, right, Jeanette? Like you you saw the 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 video yesterday, and you weren't overly surprised, but it was just a chance for your emotions to settle in, no?
0: No, and in fact, it kind of, I, I don't want to speak for all Buccaneers fans, but at least for most of like, my group and I, we were like, we prefer this. Because after the Super Bowl win and everything, and him coming off of that high, even after that loss to the Rams in the divisional round, it was like, he still has some juice in him. There's something to it. Like, we can run this back. And after last season, it's like, no, we can't. And the injuries, like, we just honestly have to start from scratch. I guess. So it makes us, it it fits perfectly into the narrative of what it means to be a Buccaneers fan right now.
2: And then from a petty standpoint, at least he can't be anybody else's, right? Like that's got to make you feel good.
0: Oh, for sure. And now Robert Kraft is like, I'll come to be a Patriot for one day so you can retire as a Patriot. I'm like, no, bro. He left you (laughs) on purpose. He didn't like you after a while. He is a Buccaneer. Period. Point blank. He's retiring in the black, red, white computer. You I,
3: mean, I don't Stop. think it was ever Robert Kraft, right? It, it, it came that it was Bill Belichick. Him and Robert Kraft, I feel like, have a really good relationship.
0: It's whatever. I don't want it. I don't want that to happen. That would that would piss me off. That would piss me off more than anything. Well, if I- he retires as for one day, like get out of here.
2: Like I do think it's going to come to that, but what I would propose here, if I were running the Buccaneers, and I'm not, but if I were, if I were the Glazier family, I mean, he's the greatest quarterback in Buccaneers history. He was only there for three years, and your only other standard bearer is Brad Johnson, right? Like, that's the only other person that you could put in the Brady discussion, which is kind of sad, to be honest. You've got to retire his it's number. What about Big Trent? Big Trent, do for... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> big, big TD. Do it. Uh, yeah. Stone check who uh, check whose numbers are retired um, uh, for the Bucks. I mean, obviously you've got SAP and you've got all those defensive oh, guys. Pretty
0: much the O three defense. Yeah. Yeah. That they they're all hung up. Uh, uh, we had one name. I'm not going to say his name. Who was taken off of the Ring of Honor there? And Raymond James.
2: Oh, uh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. dastardly. Um, um, but I feel like Brady's got to be there, right? Like you, y- you've uh, you've 100%. been alive for a long time. You follow the Bucks for a long time. Tom Brady, he has to have his number retired.
0: Absolutely, there's no question about it. You reinvigorated reinv- that whole organization. Yeah. that whole fan base. You brought a Super Bowl. You put us back into the conversation. Like people gave a crap about it for a couple minutes. You know, like it was cool to be a Buccaneers fan again. We haven't had that in years.
6: And to be, so, the first yeah,
0: absolutely. Huge fan of retiring that. And you and were the you first. Might as well, throw Gronk in there, right next
2: to each other. That'd be you. Put <laughs> him next to. They're a package deal. They came as a package deal, so they get their number retired together. And again, he made history with the Bucks. He was the first. Uh, he helped them become the first team to win at home in a Super Bowl. So I think all signs point to retire in the number. So you have an interesting perspective on this, though, Jeanette. And uh, again, Ken Levine live here on ESPN 106.3. Sooner rather than later, Jeanette's going to be back in her regular Wednesday Thursday spot here on Ken Lavica Live uh, Logistics and where we are in the country have prevented this from happening for the better part of uh, three weeks now. But the Dominican Queen is still, still going strong up with Mommy. How is Mommy, by the way?
0: She's doing great. She's a little upset because I haven't been able to do chores because I think the only time I do chores (laughs) is when I'm on the radio with you guys. She has stuff lined up. She wants me to paint something, but I'm not painting it. So uh, that's just she's a little upset. But are you? uh,
2: Do you know how to paint things? Like, is this the house? A wall? What are you painting?
0: Uh, It's this, like, so, mommy in the backyard. I'll, I'll send pictures. She has like this whole like majestic light-up solar panel thing vibe going on. Mm-hmm. And she likes to hang things up in trees. And there's something that she wants to hang up in trees that has, like, love with hearts. It's super cheesy. It's not me, but she wants it painted. So I, my, I'm not good at painting things. Uh, <laughs> my method is just to throw, like, a big towel on the floor and let me run wild. Like, I'm going to put this thing that I have to paint on top of the towel. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, at least on the towel, not on the floor... But the towels are for preventative measure. So we'll see how that
2: goes. Mommy is so satisfyingly Hispanic, it's not even funny. Like, it is just (laughs) absolutely glorious. Um, But but we've been talking about the the greatest Tom Brady moment. Because some people... I mean, it's still a hate relationship with him, right? Like, we've had several callers who have called in and said, I loved when the Dolphins beat him or uh, when he uh, admitted that the tuck rule, he got the benefit of the doubt against the Raiders. Like, I love wallowing in his failure. Um, But for me, someone who always took a shot at Brady, I've got to be honest, Jeanette, my most memorable Brady moment is when he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks, because it answered the question, is it Brady or Belichick uh, that was most responsible for the success of the Patriots? And I think that Brady absolutely took the lead in that discussion because what have the Pats been since he left? And he brought the Bucks back to relevance and won a Super Bowl, and so I have a positive uh, most memorable Brady moment. What about you? Because you went from I can't stand the guy to this is my dude to revering the man. So what's your most memorable Brady moment?
0: When he decided to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer.
2: So that, that decision, I that up, single day. That,
0: that, that decision because I knew... That my football team was back on the map. <laughs> I knew waking up that my the colors that I wear that I rep are proudly represented again. I was like, yeah, this changes the course of my football fandom forever. I had no idea the crazy roller coaster, I'm gonna be very dramatic about it, the crazy emotional roller coaster that was gonna be. So he announces it and then Gronk comes back. And then the Buccaneers are, like, back on the map, and he brings more friends, and he's like, Mike Evans is incredibly popular. Like, we've been watching that guy forever. Thank you, Tom Brady, for making him cool again. Right. You know, it was that. And then the Super Bowl run, um, that was a blast. I drove to Tampa every playoff game to watch the game in Tampa. Um, It was during COVID, so, of course, the access to tickets for Raymond James was quite it wasn't there, right? But right. I was watching it outside of uh, – I was watching it at a Duffy's right outside of Raymond James, and one of my coolest memories ever of watching football was the flyover. So a bunch of us at the bar were like, oh, my gosh, it's almost a flyover time. Let's go walk, let's watch it outside and then run back inside the bar and watch it on TV, and that's exactly what we did. I so can't just- think-
2: I mean, I cannot think of a more Tampa moment than sitting at a sports bar outside of the Super Bowl and all flocking to the patio to see the military jet fly over for, and then going right back to your chicken wings. That's the most Florida thing yeah, of all 100%. time.
0: Yeah, 100%. And we were like, cheers, that is so cool. Bleep, bleep, bleep. No other team has had this experience before. Go Buccaneers. Da-da-da-da-da. And then they all go on to win. And um, we can talk about my story about how I got lost and broke my phone and drove back home. but oh, I, uh, I feel like that's every other weekend for you.
2: That's like every other weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like, you could tell but seven of those stories.
0: Like, yeah, this one has some reasoning and like some logic behind it. Like, <laughs> like, I can tell this story and be like, oh, that's valid. That's fair. It could have been worse.
2: Wow. I want to take a little bit of credit for us saving you from yourself last year Mm. because you were all set to go to the (laughs) NFC Championship game and buy tickets to L.A. Uh, Well, it wouldn't have been L.A. It would have been uh, Stone. It would have been, what, San Francisco, right? Yeah, at the time. Yeah, um, because you were all set to buy tickets um, to the NFC Championship game, and uh, we told you, no, 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 like, don't do that. And you were thinking Super Bowl. We're like, don't do that. Buy tickets Mm -hmm. to the divisional round because Mm -hmm. maybe the Rams are going to do this. Just maybe. And we saved you a lot of money and a lot of hassle. And you got a memorable experience, which to me should have been the end for Brady, that near-miracle Herculean Brady comeback against the Rams.
0: Yeah, and that was, I guess, one sad moment. I guess of him coming out of retirement that moment. I had the honor of saying, I went to Tom Brady's last game. And then he came back, and I was like, well, through it, not as bad who lost, not as bad as a guy who lost five hundred thousand dollars after selling the football that Mike Evans gave back to the stadium. <laughs> but uh, it was that moment too, like watching that, being part of it, seeing Tom Brady in a playoff game and a divisional championship game um, in the red and the pewter. Like it was awesome. Like the Tom Brady era as a Buccaneers fan is so like memorable. Jeanette, and like heard- to anybody who who's negative, like shut up. If Tom Brady were on your team, you would be gloating and just as upset about it, okay? I don't want to
3: hear it. Jeanette, there's a certain tight end for the Buccaneers that uh, I know you're a huge fan of, but could, do you know who caught Tom Brady's official final touchdown pass?
0: Was it Brate?
3: It was Cameron Brate, your boy, catching <laughs> up. Tom Brady's very, very thought, last yeah. touchdown pass. It's just ridiculous to That's- go from Mike Evans and then that whole run when he retires. Now Cameron Brate's actually the one who gets to say, eh. All right, I sent him out on top. Thanks, Goat.
0: That, no, it's awesome. And it, it's like, that oh, that playoff game. Like I saw that in Tampa. And it was just like the, the joy of having Ryan Jensen back and then watching that disaster versus the Cowboys, it broke my heart. Yeah, I was the, not okay. For the that.
3: worst part about Cameron Brake catching the final touchdown pass is the score was 6-31. to
2: 31, But, hey, we don't that have to bring that up. So I
0: appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I thank you.
2: Uh, that that would be that. in case you're scoring at home. By the way, thirty-one to six. Uh, Stone Lebanowitz outstanding sports talk voice, saying the score backwards, but uh, we'll let that fly. <laughs> thirty-one to six. Um, so, so I guess I guess before we we let you go because we have Ask Steve's coming up, Jeanette, But I want to ask you, how has uh, the dating scene been up uh, in Orlando? Because I know you went up into the snow of uh, Vermont, right, uh, last week.
0: In New Hampshire, that was oh, a snow experience. Like uh, this is the first time in snow for three days. Built my oh, first snowman. Awesome. It felt great.
2: That's amazing. It feels good to make a snowman, right? Like, it's like your own little pal.
0: Yeah, but then you realize you're into snow and you're freezing. Right, and, and it sucks. Once
2: yeah, snow is, yeah. The, is the absolute worst. But ha- have you have you been able to make any impact on the Orlando dating scene?
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so remember that one guy that we made fun of?
2: Oh, that weirdo? That nerd? Teen fan? Yeah.
0: So a uh, very long story short, I wanted to talk about it, that one of my friends, she recognized that, like, she was one of the videos – she was one of the people who sent me the video of Tom Brady retiring, and she literally said, hey, this sucks. Do you want to go to SeaWorld to kind of not think about it? And I was like, bet. Let's go to SeaWorld. And um, theme park dude met um, uh, up with me at SeaWorld for so a true Orlando oh, day. wow. D-
2: he didn't, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> show up with a rope Orlando and day. a gag?
0: No, he did not. He <laughs> was actually pretty sweet, and uh, he had a 40% discount off merchandise, so I definitely used that to my advantage.
2: Oh my God, Jeanette. Jesus. So you took advantage of this of this roller coaster nerd to get discounted uh, uh, merchandise.
0: Hey, you know, living it up here. Today. I'm just I just want to be my favorite, like the best Orlando spoiled brat ever.
2: In my are, time here, you are so Florida. You're like a weird Florida native, but also savvy Florida, uh, like amusement park. Um, connoisseur, it's really bizarre. You've got a mix of native and tourist in you. It's really, really weird. And now you're taking advantage of vulnerable roller coaster nerds in order to get his forty percent discount. And you know what? I'm so damn proud of you. I am so damn proud of you. <laughs> it's the only thing I'd expect from you. Uh, when are you coming back? By the way, when do we see you in the flesh?
0: Uh, next week, Wednesday.
2: Awesome. Aye. Awesome. Next we week. will. We will reunite. It's gonna be loud. Person.
0: It's gonna be obnoxious.
2: You know what we should have? What's your
0: favorite, have? by the way, superheroes? <sighs> just so I know.
2: Um, I don't know. I, I guess The Incredible Hulk? For me, it was Hancock.
3: Okay. What?
2: That's Will Smith, right? <laughs> okay. Will Will
3: Smith's Hancock
2: is that's one of my favorite the superhero ju- movies. The jerk superhero, right? Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, okay, that's not real. I'll pick one for you. What? Okay? Yeah.
2: She's talking about something she can get you, Stone. There's no Hancock thing she's going to be able to get you. For me, he's
0: so oblivious. I'm I'm glad that you haven't changed, though. Who, by the way, was in Orlando and didn't reach out to me, but it's
2: fine. Oh, he was doing seven-on-seven work. Good job, Stone. Way to be a good friend and teammate. We Um, spoke. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I guess the Incredible Hulk. No, 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 no. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Okay,
0: I'll figure out, Stone. Don't worry.
2: But you know I'm not a big superhero person, but Vivi's a big Spider-Man person, so Mm. I don't know. I I have no idea how I should attack that. Um, But Leave it up
0: to me. Leave it up to the professional nerd in Orlando. I got
2: you. Okay, I appreciate it. And then you'll be back next week. And I smell a pizza party Wednesday. How about that? Make it healthy. No.
0: I've been on a health kick.
2: No. Okay. We can do uh, like a sushi, but no, that's expensive. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, we'll we'll figure out our our, our, our party, but uh, good to talk to you. I'm glad you're holding up okay. Over Brady, we miss you dearly. The uh, the fans miss you dearly, and looking forward to having you back in studio Wednesday. I
0: miss you guys both. All right, uh,
2: tell uh, tell mommy we said hi, please.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Tom Brady's a goat. Never forget.
2: <laughs> never hashtag. Never forget. Thank you, uh, thank you. That is Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen in the Dominican domicile on her uh, her sabbatical from Ken Levicka, Alive uh, here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Stone, should I tell people about Dr. Neil Goldhaber? I think that would be the smartest thing to do. I think I'm going to do that. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, speaking of smart, if you have nose issues, throat issues, ear issues, uh, chances are they linger. Chances are they stick around. Chances are you have trouble getting rid of them, or if they do go away, then they pop up a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later. That's the problem with ear, nose, and throat. It's why it's its own specialty, ENT, because... It is a very difficult portion of the body to treat because everything, it's cyclical. It's a cycle, and it feeds off of one another in some bacteria, viruses. Um, they can hide in the structure of your ears, your nose, and your throat, and it never truly goes away unless you find a way to, to to funnel those things out. And that's where Dr. Neil Goldhaber comes in. Snoring. Snoring is a major ENT problem that you wouldn't think of, but no, snoring is unhealthy. Snoring is just as bad as a sinus infection, an ear infection, a throat infection, snoring can affect your quality of sleep, which therein affects your physical life, which therein affects your mental life. Uh, it affects people around you. Dr. Neil Goldhaber has spent decades treating snoring, treating ear issues, nose issues, throat issues, because you don't have to live with these things. Dr. Neil Goldhaber get your consultation goldhaber sinus.com goldhaber sinus.com dr. Neil Goldhaber he is the best of the game he's based out of Boynton Beach and I'm telling you I I, I cannot emphasize this enough stop living uncomfortable stop living um, in pain stop living in discomfort because you don't have to. I'm just getting old. That's how it is. No. As you get older, don't you want to be as comfortable as possible? You earn that. You deserve that. And Dr. Goldheber wants to give that to you. Dr. Neil goldhaber goldhabersinus.com get that consultation he will help you out so many success stories great friend of ours here at espn west palm and dr goldhaber is going to get you taken care of that's dr neil goldhaber ent dr neil goldhaber goldhabersinus.com goldhabersinus.com that's dr neil goldhaber when we come back Ask Steve's the smartest man we know, Steve Polatino, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. We pepper him with questions and talk Brady with them. He is the boss. He is the king. He is the brains. He is Steve and when we return. He's Stone the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm a big fan of Petty. Stone knows that. I'm all in on it, but this is weird.
2: This is weird, and I'm not quite sure what the Giants are doing. It goes from Kayvon Thibodeau making fun of the 49ers after their NFC Championship game loss And Niners like Joe Staley going at him like nice four sacks on the season, bro. To now Julian Love, Giants safety, is getting in the mix. It's really unbecoming. Can't the Giants be the team that was the most talentless in the NFL to make the playoffs this year? Stone, would you agree with me that the, the most talentless team to make the playoffs this year was the Giants?
3: Of course I agree with you, Ken, but I tell you all the
2: time. NFL players are delusional. These dudes with the Giants, though, are acting like they're God's gift to football. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with this, and when the Giants are going to go after Nick Sirianni, and I agree he's annoying and his mannerisms are kind of annoying, but just undercutting him, it's weird. We'll play it in a second because Julian Love was on uh, Good Morning Football this morning. First, though, let me tell you about Brightline. It is the big yellow train. It is the train that allows you to be stress free and travel throughout South Florida unencumbered, stations in West Palm, Boca Raton just opened, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Aventura. It's Brightline. How do you ride Brightline? Well, you gotta go brightline.com, get your passes, or use the free Brightline app. I think that Brightline app is super easy to use. And if I were you, just from a pure comfort, from a, a pure enjoyment standpoint, I would get the premium seating. You get the Wi-Fi. In the stations, you get the complimentary snacks and drinks. Same thing on the train. First-class seating, like you're on a plane, but you're on a train instead. You look to your right, you see the gridiron, grid gridlock traffic, I should say. People stuck on 95, stuck on the side streets. U.S. 1, whether it be Atlantic Avenue or Glades Road. You're just flying past that because you decided to use Brightline. That's the smart decision. If you've never used Brightline, what are you waiting for? If you've never made an afternoon of it with the kids, what are you thinking? Come on, guys! Brightline. Go brightline.com. The free Brightline app. Get to the Heat games. Get to Marlins games. Get to Inter Miami. Get to the museums. Get to FAU games with Brightline. Go brightline.com. The free Brightline app. That's Brightline.
3: Ken and Christina just got off the Brightline, came down to, from Fort Lauderdale to the NHL All-Star Game, and they just hopped off. They just walked back into the studio.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, it wasn't the All-Star Game. They went to, like, the, the Fest. festivities. That, yeah, the Fan Fest they have there. Are you going to any of the All-Star Game stuff? Come on, baby, of course. Okay. Like, the skills competition super fun. Are you going to the actual game?
3: <laughs> I haven't decided yet, but I want to go to all, all the rest of the, the kind of Pro Bowl-style stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, the NHL All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game, without question. Uh, Like the tournament-style three-on-three, that rules. That's good stuff right there. And it's at FLA FLA Live Arena, home of the Panthers, on Sunday. So go check out all of the NHL All-Star Game festivities in Fort Lauderdale and take – bright Brightline. Uh, Julian Love, Giant Safety, had some thoughts on Nick Sirianni. Uh, it was a compliment of the Eagles, but a backhanded compliment when it comes to Sirianni. And he did this on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Here's Giant Safety, Julian Love.
5: You know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player, and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's, he's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team, and you can proceed.
6: <laughs>
5: I mean, Julian Love just crapping all over
2: Nick Sirianni. doesn't like his antics and says that. What is he doing there? I got a good question. Who's Julian Love? Honestly, that's a great question. Who can, the hell is Julian Love? Can it be enough for the Giants that they were the most talent-bereft team that was in the playoffs this year? And leave it at that. And now you got to take shots. Julian Love is doing this just a couple of days after Kayvon Thibodeau embarrassed himself. Embarrassed himself. Making fun of the 49ers. Like, Kayvon, come on, dude. You got steamrolled by the Eagles. You can't crap on Sirianni. And let's be honest, if we're going to give Brian Dayball credit for, I think, maximizing Daniel Jones, who let's be honest, he's not the most explosive when he is maximized, but he at least put him in the discussion for a contract, then you've got to give Sirianni credit for unlocking an unbelievably potent Jalen
3: Hurts. Yeah, Ken, Brandon Graham responded to Julian Love. And I also have that audio, and I thought Brandon Graham did a great job. Uh, Here's Brandon Graham.
6: Uh, You know what, man? You know, people always got something to say when they at home. They got some stuff to think about, so I ain't really going to touch too much on it. I just know that Coach Sirianni, uh, it don't matter what he did last year with a team that, you know, nobody thought was going to do much. You know, he ended up getting us to the playoffs. And then for his second year, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to bring players in to get uh, to do exactly what you need them to do.
2: Like, it, it's that simple. And what's weird about this for the Giants is that we all got on the Bengals for other trash-talking before the game against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs obviously responded in a very vociferous manner after the fact, really stuck it to them. At least the Bengals were going to that game and were trash-talking beforehand. The Giants are doing this all while booking their travel to Cancun. Like that After getting thrashed by that football team. It's not like... It was the Bengals who hadn't lost with Joe Burrow at the helm against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Giants are doing this, and it's all sour grape stuff. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Should we break or should we take Steve? You tell me, Stone. You're in charge.
3: Let's take a quick little break here, and then we'll bring on the man, the brains of the operation, Steve Politziner.
2: All right. He is this show's cerebral cortex. He is Steve Politziner. He is the sports guru. He is the business guru. He is the family guru. And he joins us every week, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, Steve Politziner, when we come back for Ask Steve. He's Stone It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Labicka Live on ESPN
2: 106.3. Stone, real quick, before we get to Steve, overall, how was National Signing Day yesterday? How would you uh, How would you expedite the uh, the storyline for me?
3: Ooh, okay, that's a tough one. I'll give it a seven out of ten. So we didn't have as many kids going to big schools, whether they're Group of Five, Power Five, but. A lot of local kids staying local, attending Kaiser, whether it's St. Thomas, another NAI school down south in Miami. But overall, it was good. The number of signees was very, very high. So overall, I give it a 7 out of 10.
2: Uh, when you ask these kids about Tom Brady, uh, what did they say? Did they think he's the greatest quarterback or are they <sighs> going a younger generation like Lamar, Mahomes, Listen, I did not Allen. expect
3: any of these kids to not know Tom Brady we even got a bunch of no's as far as you know what was your most prominent memory when did you realize that Tom Brady was the GOAT did he teach you anything right we threw a plethora of questions at them a lot of them said no and I was then all right maybe we stop asking because a lot of these kids were born in 2004 and 2005 so we overall kind of just stopped asking because they didn't even have any recollection they just thought it was another quarterback in the mix.
2: That is about what I expected. (laughs) Ken Levick live here on ESPN 106.3. He is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He knows all from sports to business to family life. And we bring him on to make us smarter every week. Time now for Ask Steve's with Steve Polatino.
1: Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steves, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've
5: got mail. little
2: peek behind the curtain here. Steve Politziner with us I'm Kevla Vicka Live. Let me guess, that was Steve Stone. <laughs> it's a good guess. Yep. It's a great guess. <laughs> yep. All right, well, we'll try and get Steve back. We're <laughs> off to a rip-roaring start here. Um, but during the... During the discussion Stone and I were having about National Signing Day yesterday, and by the way, any of the interviews, any of the hey, chats, <laughs> any of Uh-oh, the insight that, that was here at nonstop National Signing Day coverage on ESPN 106.3, get it on the High School Hysteria podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Steve texted Stone and I, I hear weird hold music, life softcore porn, what the F is this? Steve, that was Santana. That was not Johan Santana, but Carlos Santana. Where is your music I appreciation?
7: I, I, I don't know that I can be associated with this kind of program. <laughs> I don't know what that was and I felt very uncomfortable Where but is this your is a family show.
2: What is your, your music comfort? Like where, if Steve's going to sit down and he's going to jam a little bit in his car or in the comfort of his own home, a little alone time in the office, what music is Steve Polizino listening to?
7: Yeah, I just like to jam to like sports radio. You know, just like jam it out. Ken (laughs) LaVica takes. Oh, man. Music beds. Music beds that open the segments that have to be less than 30 seconds to make sure we stay compliant to our BMI and ASCAP contractual details. You know, real sexy stuff.
2: Man, man. no respect for a legend. Let me ask you this, then, because now I'm fascinated with your your music desires. What's the last concert you've been to?
7: Billy Joel. Ah,
2: okay. Was that the one recently?
7: I have been at Billy Joel a lot. It's like a Whoa, it's like a, a go to in our in our company. Oh. Uh, we have uh we happen to have a lot of uh, of, of access to venues where Billy Joel plays often. Oh, so They're probably mostly uh you know, in an in an entertainment in an entertaining hosting capacity.
2: Well, hopefully uh, someone that uh, we know gave him a ride uh, to those gigs. Uh, Ken Lavica live here on ESPN 106.3. And that was quite a flex, too. Like, last week, Billy Joel was in South Florida, and some people fulfilled a lifetime wish to see him. And Steve's like, oh, I've seen him a bunch of times. Like, oh, all right, Steve. Geez. Oh,
7: and I love it, man. I, I'm not I'm not minimizing it. I think Billy still brings it. I think people look to hate on, older on, on, like, the older stars. Like, eh, he lost his fastball. Like, First off, I don't think he has. But no. second, I mean, how could I mean when you still play as often as he does, and you're seventy plus years old? I mean, would you be as good as your jo- at your job? Hell no. When Steve, you're, would you be good as sharp at calling games? Steve, no you're way.
3: saying that, that, that.
7: something old.
3: But Carlos Santana is probably still shredding. He's probably still getting on the stage and giving people the business too. And you just discounted him to soft core no, porn category. No, because that's not
7: what I was listening to on hold. First, that is not what I was listening to on hold. <laughs> I know Santana. Play play what you think I was listening to on hold.
2: That right there. You'll
7: hear it. No, yeah, that's not what I was listening to. Ah, okay.
3: Oh, thank God.
7: No. Well, then I guess we. I was listening to some. Not only was I listening to some weird thing, Denstone picked the phone up and started dialing my number in his ear because (laughs) he didn't realize that I was still on hold.
2: Oh, then that's weird. That is weird. Okay, well. Then. That seems like a, uh, an ESPN West Palm issue. Sorry for questioning your musical taste. Steve Politziner asked Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. You mentioned, though, this is a good segue, Billy Joel, he's still got it. He's still got his fastball, and he's getting up there in years. Tom Brady has decided, I don't have it anymore. I don't have my fastball anymore. He walks away. We didn't get to de- dive as deep as we wanted to yesterday because of National Signing Day here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, let's listen. Let's listen to the Tom Brady retirement announcement again on social media. Um, and then I want to ask you, you as a Giants fan, you as someone who slayed the Brady beast not once but twice, what well, your most memorable Brady moment is. But first, here's Tom Brady and his retirement announcement
4: good morning guys i'll get to the point right away i'm retiring they're good i know the process uh was a pretty big deal last time so when i woke up this morning i figured i just press record and let you guys know first so i won't be long-winded like you only get one super emotional retirement essay and i used mine up last year so Uh, Really thank you guys so much to every single one of you For supporting me my family my friends my teammates My competitors Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing Love you all Short, sweet, to the
2: point. I wonder if that love you all extends to Antonio Brown. That can be discussed at a different time. Uh, but but you, Steve, uh, Tom Brady, his career, because so many people have different views of him. He's the GOAT. Um, I loved beating him. I loved when he failed. I loved when he succeeded. Two different teams. He turned his back on us. If you're a Pats fan, you, what's your most memorable Brady moment, good or bad?
7: Well, you mentioned yet yeah, Giants fan. Those are two all-time great Giants moments. Uh, beating Brady particularly when they were you know had the undefeated season up to that point. But I still think it's his first Super Bowl because of the that whole emotion, the jubilation he showed, that oh my god as he's covering his head, like his hands are on his head. He's so young. It was so um it was such a evolving story. You know at that time, uh, it was the purity, you know, of it all, the story of, you know, the late round pick and it was starting for Bledsoe. All that stuff to me will be, will be the um, you know what what I'll what what just it, what comes to my mind first when I think about it all. The retirement was just so stunning. Uh, really, it was. I thought he was going to play. I thought there's no way he's not going to play. He looks healthy. I'm sure he's not thrilled about the way this last season went. I thought the Raiders. I think we'd even talked about it. Seemed like the right fit, if not other options. That part was that part was the part that caught me, you know, off guard.
2: Um, so I suppose then, because I actually wasn't surprised. I thought he would play again, but I wasn't surprised. I, I thought that this year took a whole lot out of him. What I was surprised about is he opted against a traditional press conference. Believe it or not, Steve. I was critical of him for doing this on social media instead of at a press conference with the camera shutters and with the podium and the tears. To me, that's a good retirement farewell. That's a good retirement press conference. Enough of this. Enough of this social media stuff. I hate social media. I hate that it's ruined retirement press conferences. That drove me crazy. You hate
7: social media. You're on social media. Only because I have to be. Only because I have to be. Okay, so you have to participate. Okay, I can go with that. I'm not the biggest social media fan either, but I participate. It's the business. Gotcha,
2: yeah. gotcha. I, I mean, okay. I feel like you, you're you kind of old school from that standpoint. Give me tears. Give me, I promise I wouldn't do this. He gave and you then-
7: tears. He, there were actually tears, which says to me that I think this timing was a little forced with whatever the Giselle book's coming out or before the Super Bowl, so he's not asked about it constantly. I think this timing felt a little forced. I think I think a lot of times... When the player cries, it's like they still have unfinished business, particularly the fact that he's had so much time to think about this and do this twice. That's the only part that felt weird. That felt weird, you know, to me. The timing felt slightly rushed um, for someone that's had so much time to think about this and had so much time to do a do-over, given the way they did it last year, and has controlled their image so well their whole career.
3: I agree with you. Steve, that it felt a little forced because I'm sure any time he turned on his television or, or turned on his radio, if he even does that, it was, where's Tom Brady going to go next? And you talked about Giselle's book. It was just like, okay, I got to shut everybody up. I have to rip this Band-Aid off now. Now that you say that it was a little forced, I, I have to agree with
2: you there. Uh, after 20-something years, I doubt he felt. But that whole thing last year where he blamed the media for forcing him into retirement was nonsense. Like, what, a, what an <laughs> outright lie that was.
7: Well don't you think that something about the Super Bowl timing is he going to be on the Fox broadcast is he going to be there yeah. remember he'll he's part of that Westwood One also with the mm. radio show and you know there there will be it'll be interesting if he's still doing media you know does has to do some kind of media there I don't care that he didn't do a formal divorce, or a formal um press conference you don't think he's going to answer questions about it at some point
2: I don't know. I, I just, I want tears, man. Like, I know he gave me forced tears while sitting on Panama City Beach. That could be about anything. Like, I've been there. I've been in dark <laughs> moments of my life sitting on Panama City Beach, and it was completely unrelated to sports. because I get wallets stolen and stuff. Like, maybe it's about that. I don't know. Uh, but, but I just, I need something a little more traditional. Now, what I'd like to do is, because uh, it's been a while, questions from fans. And this is uh, Jolene in Loxahatchee. Uh, hi, Steve. I'm trying to put together my Netflix queue. Uh, because of their changing policy next month, might be difficult for me to watch things on a plane. What now? Should I be watching on Netflix? Thanks, Jolene.
7: Oh, wait. You mean? Oh, why is it gonna be hard? Because the password sharing. Yeah, you know the pass. You
2: because you've got to sign into your your home account every 31 oh, so days. Oh, she's got to
7: download everything. Yeah, what, what, she's not going to have Netflix anymore. I, I think she has to.
2: Yeah, sounds like she might be I mean, boycotting. I, I, I,
7: I- I've been a pa- boycotting. It's called, like, time to pay the piper. I've been doing the same thing for a long time. Uh-huh. What, am I not going to have Netflix now? I've been using my parents. I don't even think they know. Exactly. The it's just
2: one years. per household now is the new policy. Oh, yeah. Steve is going – Steve's on the side of big streamer. Interesting.
7: I'm on the side of content. I'm on the side of, like, what do you mean? Like, why sh- – they-, they paid for it. Like, they paid for the content. So you should pay them for it. Oh, man. If you don't want the content – don't, don't get it. Go get something else. You have lots of choices. Steven, a, a question about life. what to watch Ooh, is. Ooh, they're actually going to charge me now? Uh. What do you mean, Ken? What is you're going to walk into a store and say because it's easy to steal something, it's wrong that you should pay for it? Well, for me,
2: I travel a lot, and I don't want to have to like get a temporary password into all these things for something I'm paying for and it's annoying, but um, I-, I-, I see people's frustration. I didn't think you were going to pull this into you know, your pro-Netflix bias. I can't believe you right now.
7: I'm not even a pro. I didn't know we had to have a side. (laughs) I didn't know there was a partisan stance on Netflix. Come on, Steve. It's 2023. Uh, Wake up. Truth be told, I'm not even watching a Netflix show right now. I'm watching watching Yellowstone.
6: Oh. So that
7: is, what's that, uh, Paramount? I don't even know who that's on. I think so. I just say into my receiver, I just say into my receiver, Yellowstone. Actually, sometimes to, to like annoy my wife, I say Yellowstone's just to see what else comes up, and it's a
2: complete different selection of programs. So there you go, Jolene. Uh, Forget your Netflix, but Steve says Yellowstone. That'll work. Uh, Steve, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. That is Steve Palatino. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
2: I'm a big fan of Petty.
1: Stone knows that. I'm all in on it, but this is
2: weird. This is weird, and I'm not quite sure what the Giants are doing. It goes from Kayvon Thibodeau making fun of the 49ers after their NFC Championship game loss. And Niners like Joe Staley going at him like nice four sacks on the season, bro. To now Julian Love, Giants safety, is getting in the mix. It's really unbecoming. Can't the Giants be the team that was the most talentless in the NFL to make the playoffs this year? Stone, would you agree with me that the, the most talentless team to make the playoffs this year was the Giants?
3: Of course I agree with you, Ken, but I
2: tell you all the time. NFL players are delusional. These dudes with the Giants, though, are acting like they're God's gift to football. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with this, and when the Giants are going to go after Nick Sirianni, and I agree he's annoying, and his mannerisms are kind of annoying, but just undercutting him, it's weird. We'll play it in a second, because Julian Love was on uh, Good Morning Football this morning. First, though, let me tell you about Brightline. It is the big yellow train. It is the train that allows you to be stress free and travel throughout South Florida unencumbered, stations in West Palm, Boca Raton just opened, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Aventura. It's Brightline. How do you ride Brightline? Well, you gotta go brightline.com, get your passes or use the free Brightline app. I think that Brightline app is super easy to use. And if I were you, just from a pure comfort, from a, a pure enjoyment standpoint, I would get the premium seating. You get the Wi-Fi. In the stations, you get the complimentary snacks and drinks. Same thing on the train. First-class seating, like you're on a plane, but you're on a train instead. You look to your right, you see the gridiron, grid gridlock traffic, I should say. People stuck on 95, stuck on the side streets. U.S. 1, whether it be Atlantic Avenue or Glades Road. You're just flying past that because you decided to use Brightline. That's the smart decision. If you've never used Brightline, what are you waiting for? If you've never made an afternoon of it with the kids, what are you thinking? Come on, guys! Brightline, go brightline.com. The free Brightline app. Get to the Heat games. Get to Marlins games. Get to Inter Miami. Get to the museums. Get to FAU games with Brightline. Go brightline.com. The free Brightline app. That's Bright Line.
3: Ken and Christina just got off the Bright Line, came down to, from Fort Lauderdale to the NHL All-Star Game, and they just hopped off. They just walked back into the studio.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, it wasn't the All-Star Game. They went to like the, the festivities. Yeah, the Fan Fest they have there. Are you going to any of the All-Star Game stuff? Come on, baby, of course. Okay. Like, the skills competition super fun. Are you going to the actual game?
3: <laughs> I haven't decided yet, but I want to go to all, all the rest of the, the kind of Pro Bowl-style stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, the NHL All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game, uh, without question. Uh, Like the tournament-style three-on-three, that rules. That's good stuff right there. And it's at FLA Live Arena, home of the Panthers, on Sunday. So go check out all of the NHL All-Star Game festivities in Fort Lauderdale and take – Bright line. Uh, Julian Love, Giants Safety, had some thoughts on Nick Sirianni. Uh, it was a compliment of the Eagles, but a backhanded compliment when it comes to Sirianni. And he did this on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Here's Giant Safety, Julian Love.
5: You know, he's a guy who really is doing a great job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player, and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's he's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team, and you can (laughs) succeed. I mean, Julian Love just crapping
2: all over Nick Sirianni. doesn't like his antics and says that. What is he doing there? I got a good question. Who's Julian Love? Honestly, that's a great question. Who can, the hell is Julian Love? Can it be enough for the Giants that they were the most talent-bereft team that was in the playoffs this year? And leave it at that. And now you got to take shots. Julian Love is doing this just a couple of days after Kayvon Thibodeau embarrassed himself. Embarrassed himself. Making fun of the 49ers. Like, Kayvon, come on, dude. You got steamrolled by the Eagles. You can't crap on Sirianni. And let's be honest, if we're going to give Brian Dayball credit for, I think, maximizing Daniel Jones, who let's be honest, he's not the most explosive when he is maximized, but he at least put him in the discussion for a contract, then you've got to give Sirianni credit for unlocking an unbelievably potent
3: Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Ken, Brandon Graham responded to Julian Love. And I also have that audio, and I thought Brandon Graham did a great job. Uh, here's Brandon Graham.
6: Uh, you know what, man? You know people always got something to say when they at home, so they got some stuff to think about. So I ain't really gonna touch too much on it. I just know that Coach Sirianni is. Uh, it don't matter what he did last year with a team that you know nobody thought was gonna do much. You know he ended up getting us to the playoffs, and then for his second year, I mean that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to bring players in to get uh, to do exactly what you need them to do.
2: Like, it, it's that simple. And what's weird about this for the Giants is that we all got on the Bengals for other trash-talking before the game against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs obviously responded in a very vociferous manner after the fact, really stuck it to them. At least the Bengals were going to that game and were trash-talking beforehand. The Giants are doing this all while booking their travel to Cancun. like that After getting thrashed by that football team. It's not like... It was the Bengals who hadn't lost with Joe Burrow at the helm against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Giants are doing this, and it's all sour grape stuff. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Should we break or should we take Steve? You tell me, Stone. You're in charge.
3: Let's take a quick little break here, and then we'll bring on the man, the brains of the operation, Steve Pollitziner.
2: All right. He is this show's cerebral cortex. He is Steve Pollitziner. He is the sports guru. He is the business guru. He is the family guru. And he joins us every week, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, Steve Pollitziner, when we come back for Ask Steve's. He's Stone LeBano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063.
2: Stone, real quick, before we get to Steve, overall, how was National Signing Day yesterday? How would you uh how would you expedite the uh the storyline for me?
3: Ooh, okay, that's a tough one. I'll give it a seven out of ten. So we didn't have as many kids going to big schools, whether they're group of five, power five, but a lot of local kids staying local, attending Kaiser, whether it's St. Thomas, another NAI school down south in Miami. But overall, it was good. The number of signees was very, very high. So overall, I give it a 7 out of 10.
2: Uh, when you ask these kids about Tom Brady, uh, what did they say? Did they think he's the greatest quarterback, or are they <sighs> going a younger generation like Lamar, Mahomes? Listen, I did not Allen.
3: expect any of these kids to not know tom brady we even got a bunch of no's as far as you know what was your most prominent memory when did you realize that tom brady was the goat did he teach you anything right we threw a plethora of questions at them a lot of them said no and i was then all right maybe we stop asking because a lot of these kids were born in 2004 and 2005 so we overall kind of just stopped asking because they didn't even have any recollection. They just thought it was another quarterback in the mix.
2: That is about what I expected. <laughs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. He is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He knows all from sports to business to family life. And we bring him on to make us smarter every week. Time now for Ask Steve's with Steve Polatino.
1: Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've
5: got mail.
2: A little peek behind the curtain here. Steve Politziner with us. I'm Kevin alive. Let me guess. That was Steve Stone. (laughs) It's a good guess. It's a great guess. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, we'll try and get Steve back. We're (laughs) off to a rip-roaring start here. Um, But during during the, the discussion Stone and I were having about National Signing Day yesterday, and by the way, any of the interviews... Any of the hey, chats, any of the Uh-oh, insight that, that was here at nonstop National Signing Day coverage on ESPN 106.3. Get it on the High School Hysteria podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Steve texted Stone and I, I hear weird hold music, life softcore porn. What the F is this? Steve, that was Santana. That was not Johan Santana, but Carlos Santana. Where is your music I appreciation?
7: I, I, I don't know that I can be associated with this kind of program. <laughs> I don't know what that was and I felt very uncomfortable. Where is this your is a family show.
2: What is your, your music comfort? Like where, if Steve's going to sit down and he's going to jam a little bit in his car or in the comfort of his own home, a little alone time in the office, what music is Steve Polizino listening to?
7: Yeah, I just like to jam to like sports radio. You know, just like jam it out. Ken LaVica takes. Oh, man. Music beds. Music beds that open the segments that have to be less than 30 seconds to make sure we stay compliant to our BMI and ASCAP contractual details. You know, real sexy stuff.
2: Man, man. no respect for a legend. Let me ask you this, then, because now I'm fascinated with your your music desires. What's the last concert you've been to?
7: Billy Joel. Ah,
2: okay. Was that the one recently?
7: I've been at Billy Joel a lot. It's like a, oh, it's like a, a go-to for in our in our company. Oh. Uh, we have uh, we happen to have a lot of, uh, of of access to venues where Billy Joel plays often. Oh, so They're probably mostly uh, you know in an in an entertainment in an entertaining hosting capacity.
2: Well, hopefully uh, someone that uh, we know gave him a ride uh, to those gigs. Uh, Ken LaVica alive here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> and that was quite a flex, too. Like, last week, Billy Joel was in South Florida, and some people fulfilled a lifetime wish to see him. And Steve's like, oh, I've seen him a bunch of times. Like, oh, all right, Steve. Geez. Oh,
7: and I love it, man. I, I'm not I'm not minimizing it. I think Billy still brings it. I think people look to hate on, older, on, on, like, the older stars. Like, eh, he lost his fastball. Like, first off, I don't think he has. But no. second, I mean. How could I mean? When you still play as often as he does, and you're seventy plus years old, I mean, would you be as good as your job at your job? Hell no, Steve. When you're, would you be good as sharp at calling games? Steve, when you're, no you're saying that something your
3: But Carlos Santana is probably still shredding. He's probably still getting on the stage and giving people the business too. And you just discounted him to soft core no, porn category. No, because that's category. not
7: what I was listening to on hold. First, that is not what I was listening to on hold. <laughs> I know Santana play. You play what you think I was listening to on hold.
2: That right there. You'll
7: hear no, it. Oh, right... yeah, that's not what I was listening ah, to. Ah, okay.
3: Hold. Oh, thank God. No. Well, then yeah, I guess we. I was we...
7: listening to some. Not only was I listening to some weird thing, Denstone picked the phone up and started dialing my number in his ear because <laughs> he didn't realize that I was still on hold.
2: Oh, then that's weird. That is weird. Okay, no. well. Yes. Then. That seems like a, uh, an ESPN West Palm issue. Sorry for questioning your musical taste. Steve Politziner asked Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. You mentioned, though, this is a good segue, Billy Joel, he's still got it. He's still got his fastball, and he's getting up there in years. Tom Brady has decided, I don't have it anymore. I don't have my fastball anymore. He walks away. We didn't get to dive as deep as we wanted to yesterday because of National Signing Day here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, let's listen. Let's listen to the Tom Brady retirement announcement again on social media. Um, And then I want to ask you, you as a Giants fan, you as someone who slayed the Brady beast not once but twice, what your most memorable Brady moment is. But first, here's Tom Brady and his retirement retirement announcement
4: good morning guys i'll get to the point right away i'm retiring for good i know the process uh was a pretty big deal last time so when i woke up this morning i figured i just press record and let you guys know first so i won't be long-winded like you only get one super emotional retirement essay and i used mine up last year so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you For supporting me my family my friends my teammates My competitors uh, I could go on forever. There's too many um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing Love you all Short, sweet,
2: to the point. I wonder if that love you all extends to Antonio Brown. That can be discussed at a different time. Uh, but but you, Steve, uh, Tom Brady, his career, because so many people have different views of him. He's the GOAT. Um, I loved beating him. I loved when he failed. I loved when he succeeded. Two different teams. He turned his back on us. If you're a Pats fan, you, what's your most memorable Brady moment, good or bad?
7: Well, you mentioned yet yeah, Giants fan. Those are two all-time great Giants moments. Uh, beating Brady, particularly when they were you know had the undefeated season up to that point, but I still think it's his first Super Bowl because of the that whole emotion, the jubilation he showed. That oh my god, as he's covering his head, like his hands are on his head. He's so young. It was so. Um, it was such a evolving story. You know, at that time, uh, it was the purity. You know, of it all, the story of you know the late round pick and. It was starting for Bledsoe, all that stuff to me will be, will be the um, you know what what all what what just it, what comes to my mind first when I think about it all. The retirement was just so stunning. Uh, really, it was. I thought he was going to play. I thought there's no way he's not going to play. He looks healthy. I'm sure he's not thrilled about the way this last season went. I thought the Raiders. I think we even talked about it. Seemed like the right fit, if not other options. That part was that part was the part that caught me, you know, off guard.
2: Um. So I suppose then, because I actually wasn't surprised. I thought he would play again, but I wasn't surprised. I, I thought that this year took a whole lot out of him. What I was surprised about is he opted against a traditional press conference. Believe it or not, Steve. I was critical of him for doing this on social media instead of at a press conference with the camera shutters and with the podium and the tears. To me, that's a good retirement farewell. That's a good retirement press conference. Enough of this. Enough of this social media stuff. I hate social media. I hate that it it's ruined retirement press conferences. That drove me crazy. Do you hate
7: social media. You're on social media. Only because right, I have to be.
2: Only because I have oh, to be. Wh-
7: okay. So you have to participate. Okay, I can go with that. I'm not yeah. the biggest social media fan either, it's the but I participate. It's the business. Gotcha,
2: yeah. gotcha. Uh, I mean, okay. I feel like you, you're kind of old school from that standpoint. Give me tears.
7: Give me, I promise
2: I wouldn't do this.
7: He gave me then- tears. He, there were actually tears, which says to me that I think this timing was a little forced with whatever the Giselle books coming out or before the Super Bowl, so he's not asked about it constantly. I think this timing felt a little forced. I think. I think a lot of times, when the player cries, it's like they still have unfinished business, particularly the fact that he's had so much time to think about this and do this twice. That's the only part that felt weird, that felt weird you know, to me. The timing felt slightly rushed I, um, for someone that's had so much time to think about this and had so much time to do a do-over given the way they did it last year and has controlled their image so well their whole career.
3: I agree so, with you. Steve, that it felt a little forced, because I'm sure any time he turned on his television or, or turned on his radio, if he even does that, it was, where's Tom Brady going to go next? And you talked about Giselle's book. It was just like, okay, i got to shut everybody up. I have to rip this Band-Aid off now. Now that you say that it was a little forced, I, I have
2: to agree with you there. Uh, after 20-something years, I doubt he felt. But that whole thing last year where he blamed the media for forcing him into retirement was nonsense. Like What, a, what an <laughs> outright lie that was.
7: Well, right. don't you think that something about the Super Bowl timing? Is he going to be on the Fox broadcast? Is he going to be there? Yeah. Remember, he'll he's part of that Westwood one also with the mm. radio show, and you know there there will be it'll be interesting if he's still doing media. You know, does has to do some kind of media there. I don't care that he didn't do a formal divorce or a formal um, press conference. You don't think he's going to answer questions about it at some point?
2: I don't know. I I just, I want tears, man. Like, I know he gave me forced tears while sitting on Panama City Beach. That could be about anything. Like, I've been there. I've been in dark moments (laughs) of my life sitting on Panama City Beach, and it was completely unrelated to sports. It's because I get wallets stolen and stuff. Like, maybe it's about that. I don't know. Uh, But but I just, I need something a little more traditional. Now, what I'd like to do is, uh, because it's been a while, questions from fans. And this is uh, Jolene in Loxahatchee. Hi, Steve. I'm trying to put together my Netflix uh, queue because. Because of their changing policy next month, might be difficult for me to watch things on a plane. What now? Should I be watching on Netflix? Thanks, Jolene.
7: Oh, wait. You mean? Oh, why is it going to be hard? Because the password sharing. Yeah,
2: you know the pass. You because you've got to sign into your your home account every thirty one days. Oh, so days. she's got to
7: download everything. Yeah, what, what, she's not going to have Netflix anymore. I, I think she s- has to.
2: Yeah, sounds like she might be I mean, boycotting. I, I,
7: I, I, I've been a pe- boycotting. It's called, like, time to pay the piper. I've been doing the same thing for a long time. Uh-huh. What, am I not going to have Netflix now? I've been using my parents. I don't even think they know. Exactly. The it's just
2: one per years. household now is the new policy. Oh, yeah. Steve is going – Steve's on the side of big streamer. Interesting.
7: I'm on the side of content. I'm on the side of, like, what do you mean? Like, why sh- – they they paid for it. Like, they paid for the content. So you should pay them for it. Oh, man. If you don't want the content – don't, don't get it. Go get something else. You have lots of choices. Stephen a, but I'm a not question about line. what to watch Ooh, is... Ooh, they're actually going to charge me now? Oh. What do you mean, Ken? what is that? You're going to walk into a store and say because it's easy to steal something, it's wrong that you should pay for it? Well,
2: for me, I travel a lot, and I don't want to have to like get a temporary password and do all these things for something I'm paying for and it's annoying, but um, I, I, I see people's frustration. I didn't think you were going to pull this into you know, your pro-Netflix bias. I can't believe you right now.
7: I'm not even a pro. I didn't know we had to have a side. I didn't know oh. there was a partisan stance on Netflix. Come on, Steve. It's 2023. <laughs> okay, wake up. It, truth be told, I'm not even watching a Netflix show right now. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Yellowstone.
6: Oh, so oh okay. So that
7: is what's that? Uh, Paramount? I don't even I know th- who that's on. I think I just so. say into my receiver. I just say into my receiver Yellowstone. Actually, sometimes to, to like annoy my wife, I say Yellowstone's just to see what else comes up, and it's a complete different selection
2: of programs. So there you go, Jolene. Uh, Forget your Netflix, but Steve says Yellowstone. That'll work. Uh, Steve, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. That is Steve Politziner. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
2: Stone, real quick, before we get to Steve, overall, how was National Signing Day yesterday? How would you uh, how would you expedite the, uh, the storyline for me?
3: Ooh, okay. That's a tough one. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. So we didn't have as many kids going to big schools, whether they're Group of Five, Power Five, but... A lot of local kids staying local, attending Kaiser, whether it's St. Thomas, another NAI school down south in Miami. But overall, it was good. The number of signees was very, very high. So overall, I give it a seven out of ten.
2: Uh, when you ask these kids about Tom Brady, uh, what do they say? Do they think he's the greatest quarterback, or are they going <sighs> younger generation like Lamar, Mahomes?
3: Listen, I did not Allen. expect any of these kids to not know Tom Brady we even got a bunch of no's as far as you know what was your most prominent memory when did you realize that Tom Brady was the GOAT did he teach you anything right we threw a plethora of questions at them a lot of them said no and I was then all right maybe we stop asking because a lot of these kids were born in 2004 and 2005 so we overall kind of just stopped asking because they didn't even have any recollection. They just thought it was another quarterback in the mix.
2: That is about what I expected. <laughs> Ken Levick live here on ESPN 106.3. He is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He knows all from sports to business to family life. And we bring him on to make us smarter every week. Time now for Ask Steve's with Steve Polizino.
1: Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maiden, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've
5: got
2: mail. A little peek behind the curtain here. Steve Politziner with us I'm on Ketlamic Alive. Let me guess. That was Steve Stone. It's a good guess. It's a great guess. Yep. All right. Well, we'll try and get Steve back. (laughs) We're off to a rip-roaring start here. Um, But during the... During the discussion Stone and I were having about National Signing Day yesterday, and by the way, any of the interviews, any of the nice, chats, any of the insight that, that was here uh, at nonstop National Signing Day coverage on ESPN 106.3, get it on the High School Hysteria podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Steve texted Stone and I, I hear weird hold music, like softcore porn, what the F is this? Steve, that was Santana. That was not Johan Santana, but Carlos Santana. Where is your music I appreciation?
7: I, I, I don't know that I can be associated with this kind of program. <laughs> I don't know what that was. And I felt very uncomfortable. Where but is this your is a family show.
2: What is your, your music comfort? Like where, if Steve's gonna sit down and he's gonna jam a little bit in his car or in the comfort of his own home, a little alone time in the office, what music is Steve Polizino listening to?
7: Yeah, I just like to jam to like sports radio. You know, just like jam it out. Can (laughs) Lavica takes. Oh man. Music beds. Music beds that open the segments that have to be less than thirty seconds to make sure we stay compliant to our BMI and ASCAP contractual details. You know, real sexy stuff.
2: Man, man, no respect for a legend. Let me ask you this then, because now I'm fascinated with your your music desires. What's the last concert you've been to? Billy Joel. Ah, okay. Was that the one recently?
7: I have been at Billy Joel a lot. It's like a oh, it's like a, a go-to for in our in our company. Oh. Uh, we have uh we happen to have a lot of uh of, of access to venues where Billy Joel plays often. Oh, so They're probably mostly uh you know in an, in an entertainment in an entertaining hosting capacity.
2: Well, hopefully uh, someone that uh, we know gave him a ride uh, to those gigs. Uh, Ken Lavica live here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> and that was quite a flex, too. Like, last week, Billy Joel was in South Florida, and some people fulfilled a lifetime wish to see him. And Steve's like, oh, I've seen him a bunch of times. Like, oh, all right, Steve. Geez. Oh,
7: and I love it, man. I, I'm not I'm not minimizing it. I think Billy still brings it. I think people look to hate on, older, on, on like, the older stars. Like, hey eh, he lost his fastball. Like, first off, I don't think he has. But no. second, I mean. How could I mean? When you still play as often as he does, and you're seventy plus years old, I mean, would you be as good as your jo- at your job? Hell no, when Steve. You're, would you be good as sharp at calling games? Steve, when you're, when you're, you're saying that, that. something in your zone?
3: But Carlos Santana is probably still shredding. He's probably still getting on the stage and giving people the business too. And you just discounted him to soft core no, porn because that's category. That's not
7: what I was listening to on hold. First, that is not what I was listening to on hold. <laughs> I know Santana play. You play what you think I was listening to on hold.
3: That right there. You'll hear No, it right
7: yeah, that's not what I was listening uh, to. Ah, okay.
3: On hold. Oh, thank God. No. Well, then yeah, I guess we. I was we...
7: listening to some. Not only was I listening to some weird thing, Denstone picked the phone up and started dialing my number in his ear because <laughs> he didn't realize that I was still on hold.
2: Oh, then that's weird. That is weird. Okay, no. well. Yes. Then. That seems like a, uh, an ESPN West Palm issue. Sorry for questioning your musical taste. Steve Politziner asked <laughs> Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. You mentioned, though, this is a good segue, Billy Joel. He's still got it. He's still got his fastball, and he's getting up there in years. Tom Brady has decided, I don't have it anymore. I don't have my fastball anymore. He walks away. We didn't get to de- dive as deep as we wanted to yesterday because of National Signing Day here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, let's listen Let's listen to the Tom Brady retirement announcement again on social media. Um, and then I want to ask you, you as a Giants fan, you as someone who slayed the Brady beast not once but twice, what well, your most memorable Brady moment is. But first, here's Tom Brady and his retirement. Retirement announcement.
4: Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I just press record and let you guys know first. So it uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so. Uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all.
2: Short, sweet, to the point. I wonder if that love you all extends to Antonio Brown. That can be discussed at a different time. Uh, but but you, Steve, uh, Tom Brady, his career, because so many people have different views of him. He's the GOAT. Um, I loved beating him. I loved when he failed. I loved when he succeeded. Two different teams. He turned his back on us, if you're a Pats fan. You, what's your most memorable Brady moment, good or bad?
7: Well, you mentioned yet yeah, Giants fan. Those are two all-time great Giants moments. Uh, beating Brady, particularly when they were you know had the undefeated season up to that point. but I still think it's his first Super Bowl because of the that whole emotion, the jubilation he showed that oh my God, as he's covering his head, like his hands are on his head, he's so young, it was so um it was such an evolving story, you know at that time. Uh, it was the purity you know of it all, the story of you know the late round pick and it was starting for Bledsoe, all that stuff to me will be, will be the um, you know what what I'll what what just it, what comes to my mind first when I think about it all. The retirement was just so stunning. Uh, really, it was. I thought he was going to play. I thought there's no way he's not going to play. He looks healthy. I'm sure he's not thrilled about the way this last season went. I thought the Raiders. I think we've even talked about it to like the right fit if not other options that part was that part was the part that caught me you know off guard
2: um so i suppose then because i actually wasn't surprised i thought he would play again but i wasn't surprised I, I thought that this year took a whole lot out of him what i was surprised about is he opted against a traditional press conference believe it or not steve I was critical of him for doing this on social media instead of at a press conference with the camera shutters and with the podium and the tears. To me, that's a good retirement farewell. That's a good retirement press conference. Enough of this. Enough of this social media stuff. I hate social media. I hate that it it's ruined retirement press conferences. That drove me crazy. Do you hate
7: social media. You're on social media. Only because I, be. Twittered... I have to.
2: Only because I have to be.
7: Okay. So you have to participate. Okay, I can go with that. I'm not yeah. the biggest social media fan either, it's the business. I participate. It's
2: the business. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I, I mean, okay. I feel like you, you're kind of old school from that standpoint. Give me tears. Give me, I promise I wouldn't do this.
7: He gave me tears. He, there were actually tears, which says to me that I think this timing was a little forced with whatever the Giselle books coming out or before the Super Bowl, so he's not asked about it constantly. I think this timing felt a little forced. I think, I think a lot I, of times, when the player cries, it's like they still have unfinished business, particularly the fact that he's had so much time to think about this and do this twice. That's the only part that felt weird. That felt weird, you know, to me. The timing felt slightly rushed I, um, for someone that's had so much time to think about this and had so much time to do a do-over, given the way they did it last year, and has controlled their image so well their whole career.
3: I agree so- with you. Steve, that it felt a little forced because I'm sure any time he turned on his television or, or turned on his radio, if he even does that, it was, where's Tom Brady going to go next? And you talked about Giselle's book. It was just like, okay, I got to shut everybody up. I have to rip this Band-Aid off now. Now that you say
2: that it was a little forced, I, I have to agree with you there. Uh, after 20-something years, I doubt he felt. But that whole thing last year where he blamed the media for forcing him into retirement was nonsense. Like, what, a, what an <laughs> outright lie that was.
7: Well, right. don't you think that something about the Super Bowl timing? Is he going to be on the Fox broadcast? Is he going to be there? Yeah. Remember, he'll he's part of that Westwood One also with the mm. radio show, and you know there there will be it'll be interesting if he's still doing media. You know, did, has to do some kind of media there. I don't care that he didn't do a formal divorce or a formal um, press conference. You don't think he's going to answer questions about it at some point?
2: I don't know. I, I just, I want tears, man. Like, I know he gave me forced tears while sitting on Panama City Beach. That could be about anything. Like, I've been there. I've been in dark moments <laughs> of my life sitting on Panama City Beach, and you know, it was completely unrelated to sports. It's because I get wallets stolen and stuff. Like, maybe it's about that. I don't know. Uh, but, but I just, I need something a little more traditional. Now, what I'd like to do is, because uh, it's been a while, questions from fans. And this is uh, Jolene in Loxahatchee. Uh, hi, Steve. I'm trying to put together my Netflix queue uh, because of their changing policy next month, might be difficult for me to watch things on a plane. What now? Should I be watching on Netflix? Thanks, Jolene.
7: Oh, wait. You mean? Oh, why is it gonna be hard? Because the password sharing. Yeah, you know the pass. You because
2: you've got to sign into your your home account every thirty one oh, so days. Oh, she's got to
7: download everything. Yeah, what, what, she's not going to have Netflix anymore. I, I think she s- has to.
2: Yeah, sounds like she might be I mean, boycotting. I, I, I,
7: I, I've been a pay- boycotting. It's called, like, time to pay the piper. I've been doing the same thing for a long time. Uh-huh. What, am I not going to have Netflix now? I've been using my parents. I don't even think they know. Exactly. The it's just one years. per
2: household now is the new policy. Oh, yeah. Steve is going – Steve's on the side of big streamer. Interesting.
7: I'm on the side of content. I'm on the side of, like, what do you mean? Like, why sh- – they, they paid for it. Like, they paid for the content. So you should pay them for it. Oh, man. If you don't want the content – don't, don't get it. Go get something else. You have lots of choices. Steven, a, a question about life. what to watch Ooh, is... Ooh, they're actually going to charge me now? Oh. What do you mean, Ken? what is? That? You're going to walk into a store and say because it's easy to steal something, it's wrong that you should pay for it?
2: Well, for me, I travel a lot, and I don't want to have to like get a temporary password and do all these things for something I'm paying for and it's annoying, but um, I, I, I see people's frustration. I didn't think you were going to pull this into you know, your pro-Netflix bias. I can't believe you right now.
7: I'm not even a pro I didn't know we had a have a side. <laughs> I didn't know oh. there was a partisan stance on Netflix. Come on, Steve. It's two thousand twenty three. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> wake up. It, truth be told, I'm not even watching a Netflix show right now. I'm watching uh, I'm watching Yellowstone.
6: Oh so oh, that okay.
7: is what's that? Uh, Paramount? I don't even I know th- who that's on. I think so. I just so. say into my receiver, I just say into my receiver Yellowstone. Actually sometimes to, to like annoy my wife, I say Yellowstones just to see what else comes up, <laughs> and it's
2: a complete different selection of programs. <laughs> uh, so there you go, Jolene. Uh, forget your Netflix, but Steve says Yellowstone. That'll work. Steve, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. That is Steve Senior. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk tomorrow. Bye-bye.